0: This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.
1: Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett.
2: Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the caring place and I've been caring for the homeless and needy for 97 years. That's since 1922. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brumman. I happen to be the president. And I'm joined with my lovely and talented and beautiful wife, Marilyn. Marilyn, good morning. We have a great show today, don't well, we? Well, good
1: morning. And yes, we do.
2: And uh, I tell you, I cannot believe it. Here it is near the end of October. Uh, it just seems like this year just flies by. And it seems as we get older, uh, it actually progresses faster and faster and faster. I just think we had the summer here, we had summer camp for the kids, we, all the things that were happening and now we're getting ready for the fall. Uh, we're gonna serve over 250,000 meals by the end of the year mm-hmm. and we have our great outreaches coming up, don't we?
1: Yes, um, on the street on Thanksgiving Day, both in Broward and Miami Dade counties, uh, we'll be out on the street feeding the homeless. Now, we have a lot of volunteers, participants, we actually call them because we call it the Great Thanksgiving Servathon. And as they sign up, it, we kind of run it a little bit like a 5K run in the fact that we do ask all of our participants to help us with a donation of $25 to help with serving those meals meals with the food costs and we also ask them to go out and tell their friends and neighbors i'm doing this on thanksgiving day will you sponsor me and so we are so excited about that so if you can help with that you can go to caringplace.org and uh, you can um, volunteer you can click the volunteer tab or if you want to help with sponsoring meals go to caringplace.org slash thanksgiving
2: that's right you know we have halloween coming up this week but um, Thanksgiving will be upon us before we know it. It's at the end of thank uh, end of uh, November, it's on the 28th this year, but then just three or four weeks after that, we've got our Christmas outreach. And during every year, we have been so blessed to be able to be a blessing to the community at large. Not everyone that we serve during these great outreaches are homeless. Many are near homelessness. Mm-hmm. Uh, many are families that just don't have uh, the resources to provide a Thanksgiving dinner. And I, I I want you to think back in your own life If there was ever a time in your life that you struggled, maybe you never were homeless, maybe you never had an addiction, but maybe you struggled financially or you had a problem in life that kept you up at night or you just stressed out. You know, for a lot of families here in South Florida during the holidays, they're stressed. They they, they have children, they have bills, maybe they have health issues. Uh, they have to wonder and Marilyn you know this for for mm-hmm. a fact that they do I pay for my electric bill yes. or am I able to get a pair of new sneakers for my kids right and so that's why we we want to be a blessing besides just the homeless and the abused women and children that we see and we're seeing we're serving about 1000 almost 1100 a day mm-hmm. uh, right now uh, we have over about 500 in our programs in Miami and in Broward but we're also serving the community so the thanksgiving uh service is not just for the homeless. It's, it's a calling card. It's gonna, we're going to use that to help the homeless to come into off the street. Oh, yes. And usually 30 or 40 do, do that. Or maybe oh. sometimes 50. Oh,
1: sometimes it's even more.
2: A- and we're going to use that as a calling card and, and sharing God's love in practical ways. But I, I'm asking you uh, to help us. If you've ever struggled, you know what it's like uh for two dollars and ten cents that's a meal
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's uh, it sounds unbelievable but it's a whole meal because we get donated food we have our wonderful volunteers that come and help prepare the meal of course we have our staffing and you know we have to pay the bills we got freezers and dumpsters and trash and all but two dollars and ten cents and i'm not talking just a half a sandwich we're talking Mm-mm. a good meal so on thanksgiving day and and the days before and the days after but on thanksgiving day they're going to have a wonderful delicious all turkey the trimmings meal. yeah turkey with green beans and pota- and mashed potatoes and pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pie and, and just everything that would go with the thanksgiving dinner and uh, for many of the the moms that come to us from the surrounding areas in broward and in miami uh, they're just very thankful because they wouldn't have a thanksgiving and then i, I do want to mention that every year for the last 10 or 11 years uh we have had the Miami Heat come over about a week before Thanksgiving. Uh, it's really about the heat uh, they're doing their outreach for the community. They do all the food donation gathering and all that themselves. But we partner with them they They do this from our community activity center, and there's over six hundred families right Marilyn
1: oh yes and and they do line up on that day, but what what blessings that they get? I mean, they can hardly contain what they take home. That's right, so they get them. a
2: full box uh they get the thanksgiving turkey and all the all the all the dressings with it and the canned goods and they get to take that home so again that's beyond the normal scope of services that we do but we can't do it without you you know would you please go to caringplace.org slash thanksgiving. That's caringplace.org slash thanksgiving. Make a a donation, you know, $20, $50, every $2.10 is a meal. And you know, we also have our pack the pantry, Program going on, and we're already started with our Christmas toy drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to give over six thousand toys. We've done this for many, many years. God has been good. The community's been good. Our donors have been good. Uh, but we want brand new toys. So when you go to the website at caringplace.org, there's a there's t- places there for our pack the pantry, mm-hmm. our Christmas toy drive, and our Thanksgiving. Don't want to overwhelm you, but you know there's different a lot of ways to
1: get involved. There, yeah, and
2: people have different affinities. Right. You know, some people like to see, feed the hungry. Some mm-hmm. like to deal with the abused women that we help. Some like education. Some like to have a community project in their family like Pack the Pantry.
1: That's right. And uh, the way to, to get the information about Pack the Pantry is to go to caringplace.org slash pantry. what is
2: Pantry? What is Pack the Pantry?
1: Well, you know, we, we are packing the pantry right now because if you're feeding 250,000 meals in the fall season, you have to have a good pantry to go to to take those items that you need to prepare all those meals it's not just about thanksgiving day it's about every day we serve as you said over 1100 men women and children and so we need to feed those um, men women and children as they come to us some are coming as emergency food just coming for the meal others are residential they are actually in the program and and really experiencing a changed life so we will send you the brown paper bags, we will send you the flyers, and then you can go to your community of uh, friends, or uh, business, or school, or what, or church, uh, whatever community that you wanna bring that Pack the Pantry to gather those items if there's if there's a lot we will come and pick them up or you can drop them off in Broward or in Miami we'll give you various addresses. So go to caringplace.org/pantry to be involved in that. That's
2: right. And again, we don't I don't want to overwhelm everybody. This is a big, you know, pitch pitchathon, but, but what we do is is serious. Mm-hmm. We're helping to change lives. Yes. And when you give to us, and when you help us, when you pray for us, when all those things happen, you are help changing lives. Just a, uh, a week or so ago, I had to renew my license, and my driver's license, and you know what that's like. First time you can do it online, but after that, you have to go online, you have to go inside and do it. So I went ahead and got to the old rigmarole and got all my proof of who I am, my DNA sample and all that, and took a vial of blood, and, and went to the, to, the, to the driver's license place. I got my duplicate license, and I was going to pay for it. And as I went to pay for it, the lady behind the counter she says, "Hello, Reverend Brummett. I'm I'm not going to mention her name, but I'm so and so." And I looked at her, do you remember me? I said, no, I really don't, I'm sorry. She goes, well, I, I was one of the women that you helped, and I went to the Center for Women and Children 11 years ago, and oh, wow. I've, been working, I've been working now for the last eight years for the state, and I, my kids are doing good, my oldest one's in college. And, and I'm thinking, and I looked at her, I said, you know, you've made my day. <laughs> I said, no, you made my, you made my month. And uh, I said, can I pray for you right now? She said, well, we're not really supposed to do that. I said, well, you go to work, I'm gonna, keep on, I'm gonna pray for you anyway. And, and I run into people. Like that you know from time to time to, to remind me of what we're doing here here's a person that was uh, living on the street you know eating out of dumpsters begging uh, some of the women have to prostitute the men are prostitutes and uh, just doing things that they never thought they'd ever do and they come through our program uh, god blesses them they have a connection with the lord jesus christ and with god and uh, or their spiritual connectedness mm-hmm. and they have their lives changed so it's it's a it's an honor to be able to be here and to see men women and children come to our doors you really can make a difference you can help us with our thanksgiving you can give financially or you can do participate in our toy drive well we got a great program so stay tuned right here on news radio 610 wiod for more mission possible
4: Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami and the Hollywood Center. Uh, We have in the studio with us today, Fred Gutierrez. Uh, He is a minister, an event coordinator, um, a member of Brothers Imitating Christ, a member of Brave Church, I have to say a friend. We know each other for quite a while. How are you doing, Fred? Fantastic. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for coming. I mean, I could have gone on. Okay, I know that you do so much um, together with all the people that follow you and and that do things with you. And just so, so that our listeners know a little bit of our history, uh, we met years ago. Absolutely. I mean, I've been at the mission now for over seven years, and I I th- I think for as much as I can remember. Brothers Imitating Christ, which you are a part of that wonderful That's organization. Correct. They have been coming uh, to the Miami Rescue Mission and to the Hollywood campus. And when we had the Pompano Center as well, and you guys would volunteer. And and I always That's say correct. that people like you, volunteers like you, I love it when I see you on my list of volunteers because your group is that group that we can simply put anywhere, You guys don't mind if you're serving food, if you're uh, doing cleaning, if you're praying for people. I mean, talking about a wonderful group of volunteers that whatever you give us, we're going to do. So thank you so much for that. Absolutely. We have the heart to serve. Yes, a big, big heart to serve. But I know you're here today because you have something very special coming up. Uh, You're doing something great next week. Tell me all about it, Fred. Okay,
5: Um, November 2nd, Saturday, November 2nd, write that down at 9 a.m. We're gonna do a prayer walk. This It's God Belongs in My City. We're gonna meet at at Bayside, Northeast 3rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. We're gonna have police escort to protect all of us as we do the prayer walk
4: down Biscayne Boulevard. Wow, that sounds amazing. God Belongs in Our City. That is amazing, and you're doing this. I mean, obviously the title gives it away, right? Uh, yes. But who came up with the idea? Why do something like this? Okay, in uh, 2009 in New York City,
5: in the subway station where millions of people travel, um, an atheist sign was put there, and it says, "We're a million New Yorkers without God. And are you? And uh, are you good without God? And some young." People, some young adults saw that, and they challenged their pastors. What are we gonna do about that? And within two weeks, they are uh, got together with all the different pastors from the city, and that's how the name came. God belongs in my city and they walked down from the different, fi- from the five boroughs all the way to Times Square. They took over Times Square. Hundreds of people with a God Belong in My City t-shirt making the declaration that God is needed in our city. And they all pray for this city. And that's why we're encouraging you today to join us to meet downtown at Bayside, that we could share the love of God to everyone by praying for our city. This is an opportunity for you to pray for Windward. This is your opportunity for Miami Lakes, wherever you live, and for our entire Miami-Dade County, so God's love and peace could be
4: shown publicly. That's amazing. You know, I never heard the story about New York, but that sounds truly powerful I mean the challenge right I mean so so they put this sign whoever it was it doesn't matter and then a group of people challenged that I mean you it's no secret that the Miami Rescue Mission is a faith based organization I mean we, we say that with a lot of pride and, and you guys participated exactly, too. Yeah, exactly. so we um, of course we believe that we believe that we need God in our city in our hearts in our schools everywhere I mean God We should have a presence in our lives, right? And we should pray much for people, especially the ones that are hurting, the ones that are homeless. I mean, you know, we help the homeless and hungry of our community. Absolutely. So praying is good, right? Absolutely. You know, we we don't want to force anybody, but we just want to say this is good. This is what we believe, and you guys are doing it in such a peaceful, wonderful way.
5: The prayer of a faithful person is powerful. You see that it only didn't start in New York. But from there on, it was spread out throughout the United States, different, different cities throughout the United States. Not only only the United States, it also went to Europe, it also went wow. to Central America. <laughs> you see, with the BIC, the Brothers Imitating Christ, we went on a trip to the Philippines. Wow. And in the Philippines, we decided to do a walk, a prayer walk, God belongs to my city. And we went to these places where there were human trafficking and we pray along the way, we pray and people were saved, people asked for prayer and in front of these nice restaurants we pray because under those beautiful restaurants in the bottom, in the basement, they have human trafficking. Wow. And as we prayed along, we kept going, it's the light, you are the light, you bring the light to the darkness. That's the opportunity that you have. And um, that you can do the impact, that you can do on uh, Saturday on uh, November 2nd when we get together. And you know that the pastor afterward, f- the local pastor from the Philippines, told us, he says, look, you know, a lot of local people try to Uh, protest about these restaurants but they have the local security and they scare all the people away but you guys came in and you just pray and Nobody interrupted you guys. Wow! That was God's grace because yes. God wants that, wants you to intercede for everyone, to share the love of God for everyone.
4: And not only that, I mean, when you are trying to do something good and you're not hurting, you're not offending anybody, this is what you believe and you're doing it. And again, it's not about forcing people to do one thing or the other. It's just saying, this is what I believe and I know is good and I, I wish you could do it too. So on November 2nd, we're talking about, this is a Saturday, obviously. And and this would be at 9 a.m., but you want people to arrive by 8.30, right? That's correct. Uh, you, I mean, if, if, if I was going, uh, I would be there by 7.45 because the truth is that you want to be there, and you don't want to miss this at all. Now, um, is there a number to call if people need more information? Absolutely. You could call me, uh, Fred, at
5: 305-903-5084. You could also call... Carol, 954-665-4508. Remember, when we get there, we're going to have police escort. We're going to get ready, and at 9 o'clock, we're going to walk down Biscayne Boulevard. The walk is so powerful. Look, another one. We went to Guyana with the Brothers Imitating Christ. We were there, and the pastor, local pastor, uh, was going to give us a service at the 6 p.m. service on Saturday. He said, not too many people come, but you should minister at the 6 o'clock p.m. service. I no problem. We'll do that. But that Sunday, we did a God Belongs to My City prayer walk throughout the village. And, you know, when we went downstairs for the service, the 6 o'clock service, the church was Packed. Wow! You know, the word was minister. People came. Everybody came for prayer. People accepted Christ. You know what? You know, there's a lot of witchcraft. There's a lot of Hindu culture. Those uh, witchcraft out there, all oh, in the open. You know, uh, one of the wife of a Hindu priest accepted Christ. Oh, so wow! Some <laughs> Muslims accepted Christ. Wow. A lot of people that night accepted Christ
4: because people went out to pray and walk and invite people because that's the message that you're giving them listen something that is very important because when I go to events I like to wear the t-shirt of the event so if you want to wo- w- go to the walk and you want to get a t-shirt okay and I hope they have time to do this but if you don't you can wear a white or black t-shirt but if you have time you can go to their website God belongs in my just like that GodBelongsInMyCity.com and you can purchase, I will suppose, right Fred?
5: Or you can call us and we can order that t-shirt for you uh 305-903-5084 and we'll order that for you and we'll have that ready for you for, so we can all be together in one accord for the walk.
4: That's amazing. Now Fred, I know people, if, if you're driving are wonderful listeners and you want more information about the Saturday, November 2nd God Belongs In My City prayer walk if you couldn't get the information if you couldn't get fred's number i already told you i know them for many years you can call me here at the mission we have the flyer we have their numbers we have the website for the t-shirt or you can simply call fred i'm gonna give the numbers one more time you can rsvp or get more information with carol 954-665-4508 or with fred 305-903-5084. And again, this is November 2nd at 9 A.M. Thank you so much for joining us, Thank Fred. Thank you. Leanne Navarro here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami and Hollywood Center. Uh, excited to have with us in the house today. Uh, Richard Schutz, how are you, Richard? I'm
3: doing well and yourself.
4: Ah, oh, so good to see you again. You I mean, too. the two one one family is is what a what a wonderful organization. And I'm so happy that we get to interview not only you, but also your Colleagues, and talk about all the wonderful things that 211 is providing, all the services that you're providing to our community, and it's so easy. So, I want to talk all about it with you. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about 211, just in case we have someone new you just tuning in. Um, tell me about 211. Of
3: course. So, everybody knows about 911. A lot of people don't know that you can dial those three digits 211 in order to get information and resources in your community. So we're available 24 seven. We provide uh, crisis counseling over the phone for free. Um, So if someone's depressed or having thoughts of suicide, they can uh, talk to us or if they're needing help with finding resources in the community, whether they need uh, help with their rent, with food, any type of social service or emergency situation like that, we can try to connect them with services that might be in their area in the county.
4: That's amazing and again, How easy. Thank you, Richard, for saying it. Yes, 911, any emergencies, but 211 for any services, any resources. Give me some examples of the type of calls that you get at 211.
3: Yeah, so, um, for example, it could be a a single parent, maybe struggling to make ends meet and really not sure where they can get additional food. Maybe they're running low on their food stamps and just trying to make ends meet. So we can try to connect them to different food pantries, congregate meal sites, things of that nature. One thing that we're working on right now is um, we're trying to find agencies and organizations that are doing registration for toy giveaways, like for the holidays and Christmas. Um, So if there's like family members that are wanting to get that type of assistance, they can call in We can connect them with those programs to get the ball rolling and connect them with those agencies that may be able to help. Um, There's various types of things like that. And also with the theme of mental health in our community, if people are struggling, needing someone to talk to, needing to find a psychologist, a therapist, psychiatrist, whatever it is, we can be that first point of contact to talk to someone, but then connect them with those professionals as well.
4: And it's so important because asking for help, and we always talk about this when we talk with uh, 211 and when we talk to other agencies in the community, asking for help is Great, mm-hmm. it's something good. If you're struggling with anything, if you're thinking of, you know, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but some people are, you know, dealing with depression, wanting to take their lives, I mean, not wanting to be around those anymore. Mm-hmm. Talk to a friend, talk to a family member. If you know someone who is going through this, I mean, how easy is to dial 211? And I know the operators are available Monday through Sunday every single day, uh, 24 hours a day. Am I right, Richard?
3: Yeah, we never close, not even on holidays. Uh, no matter what, we're always open. And we're funded by the Children's Trust, so when it comes to things for kids, we're available, whether it's uh, anything for adults, the elderly, any type of population, we're here for everybody.
4: And when you mention Christmas and toys, I mm-hmm. mean, this is something that the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Center's mm-hmm. uh, family is very, um, conscious about, I mean, we are so ready to welcome the families that will come to our centers, mm-hmm. the families that live in our centers, mm-hmm. and we want to make Christmas special for the children that are either the families are homeless or they're in the community and they're struggling, uh, low-income families. So we are ready to do that. But of course, mm-hmm. it takes much more than just one organization to help so many individuals that are in need in our community, right? So oh, 2 you were telling me off the air that you are also doing that. So what is expected when, let's like say that a family is listening to to us right now, mm-hmm. and they say, oh, my God, I really need the help for toys for my children, mm-hmm. and they want to reach out to 2-1-1. What is expected?
3: Yeah, so you can call two one one. one one We don't provide the toys directly, but we're trying to coordinate all the different programs in our community that will be doing that and with this sometimes there's agencies that require a registration process months in advance since there's such a big need so we'll try to connect people with those options where they can go where they can register and go on from there
4: that is fantastic because again um, it's so important to know that 211 is there for us in the community thank you Richard for joining us 211 so easy thank you thank you
1: well we're at that part of the program we get to talk to someone who is going through life change and uh, really you know sometimes it's a struggle as you listen to that whole story and what a person has to walk through but there's always ends up somewhere along the line and success has to be surrender so i have with me today jesse and jesse thank you for being here i know this is not easy my pleasure well, Jesse, um, you were not brought up here on the mainland of the state, so let's go back in time and tell us where your upbringing was.
0: Well, I'm um, originally from St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, and uh, well, I grew up surfing and skateboarding and uh, teaching people how to sail as a, as a job when I was 10 years old and throughout 15 and all the way to 21, really. And I, you know, uh, grew up pretty fast I I was a real rebel in school got kicked out a lot and while I was out of school I didn't have anybody my age to hang out with Mm. so (laughs) I hung out with the dope smokers and the drinkers and you know I kind of picked up on that and uh, as I got into the harder things um, I started doing coke
1: Mm. and that's where the real addiction then set in yes so, um, how did you come to the States?
0: Um, I got into coke when I was 15, and then I got into crack when I was at the end of 15. And then the judge had intervened, and I went to a program down down there. It wasn't really a program, it was more of a neuropsych unit. And uh, they took me out of there because I didn't belong with the people that I was with, and they put me in a program up here in Miami. And I didn't last there either.
1: Hmm. So, but then, are you kind of like stuck then in Miami at that time?
0: At that time, yes. I walked out of that place with about $25 and a uh, place to stay.
1: But you kind of found a little niche. You found not only that you're a surfing dude, but you like music as well. So, there was some kind of an introduction to that lifestyle.
0: Uh, yes, I've always liked music and... uh well, one of the things I found out about music was that being a rock star kind of includes alcohol, drugs, partying, women, wine, and song.
1: So that sounds like it just fit your boat then.
0: Oh, it Sure did, sure mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And rebel, rebel totally all the way.
1: <laughs> and you said off air you actually took all that and then back to the islands and said, hey, I know how to be a rock star and I can do all this and still make money and have the lifestyle I want. So you did go back with that philosophy?
0: Mm, kind of, well, I got, when I got kicked out of a boarding school, I went back to the islands with Los Angeles on the brain <laughs> and uh, didn't last too long down there before I had to come up here to Miami for cocaine rehab. And up here, i found music and doing live audio was a way that I could make money, do drugs, and drink at the same time. Wow. So I became a functioning alcoholic addict. It was quite fun for some time, but mm. eventually it got old.
1: I was gonna say, how long did that last?
0: About 10 years.
1: 10 years. Well, that's a long time. (laughs) And how did you find out about the mission?
0: Uh, One day I was about to throw in the towel, and I was on the phone with my mom, who was clean for a very long time, and she had told me about an outreach on Miami Beach in Miami Beach brought me over to the mission and Put me in it the first time I'm also a repeat mission person mm. And uh, you
1: actually met a person that had graduated from here Bo Hall. I I know he's a graduate
0: No, oh, yes, yes. I have <laughs> saw him a couple of times yeah. since then
1: <laughs> Yeah, he works with the beach program.
0: Yep, Miami Beach
1: And so then you came to the mission
0: Yes, I came to the mission. I was there for about five months Mm -hmm. the first time, and then I left. I I guess I wasn't done yet.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to stop you right there because there's more to this story for sure as you actually came back to the mission then again. And we're going to pick it up with Jesse as to what happened to him when he really decides he needs a life change. We'll be back in just a moment with more of Jesse's story. Well, we're back with Jesse. He is in the middle of telling his story. He has been the surfer dude. He's been in the music industry like a rock star. But with that came the drugs, the alcohol, the wild living. And uh, it seemed like it was the thing that, you know, the, the marriage was great. Uh, but it didn't. It didn't last. It never lasts. So you had come into the program the first time, and you're kind of telling how long you were here, and now you're here for the second time. Let's pick it up there.
0: Well, yeah, I was in the program five months. I did the education center to completion. When I when I did leave the program, I did go get a GED. So that that education center did exactly what it was there for. That's great. <laughs> and then um, I just I I got to a point where. I wasn't, I felt that my progress wasn't moving as fast as it could have,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and right where I am now.
1: Yeah.
0: So, but So I, as
1: you come back now, you're kind of at the same point that you have left uh, where you are, but what's the difference this time, Jesse? The
0: difference is I don't, I doubt, I seriously doubt that I can do it again. So I have to get it right this time. So su- you, utter surrender, utter total surrender. and utter surrender.
1: And was that surrender too? To God. Mm. That makes a difference.
0: I give up. you know. That, that's one of the things that you, you have to learn no matter what program you're in, I guess. And then, you know, it's just, it's a process. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. I just have to sit back and be patient <laughs> and be still, like I say.
1: And be still and know God. Right. Amen. So do you have a good case manager?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Gary's good.
1: <laughs> and yeah. is he pushing you?
0: He's Yeah, he's working me. Pretty hard and got me all the way up to where I'm at and uh, he's, he's keeping me there so I don't do what I did 10 years ago yeah. and
1: <laughs> but you know that no one's keeping you here it's you keeping you here I mean you have to make that decision you have to say you know because the, the locks are only on one side of the of the doors here at the mission
0: oh yes yeah
1: you can leave anytime but you have made that surrender mm-hmm. and you have made that stake in the ground I'm just gonna pause here and say you know i sometimes i get emotional even on the radio and say would you pray for jesse as he has made a determination now to stick and to stay and to do that total surrender but you know we need to pray for each other because it's difficult um as we go through this process you know you can say one thing and then tomorrow you feel something different Uh, but i know that prayer changes things jesse and uh, i'm going to commit to you right now that i am going to pray for you i'm going to ask listeners that haven't even met you that they will pray for jesse you're going to have people right now we don't know how many maybe you can even go to our website caringplace.org and say i'm one of those listeners is praying for jesse and we're going to give you that message uh, that somebody is praying for you don't leave jesse stick and stay you're brilliant you're talented, and God has a plan for your life.
0: Thank you. Thank so, you very much.
1: And I, I've seen you uh, help us uh, with our sound system, and uh, you've been there when uh, we need to do our big productions and everything. So you have a talent, and you're using it right now.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, well, thank you once again for listening to Jesse's story. Please remember to pray for Jesse. And remember, you can always contact us by going to caringplace.org. God bless you, Jesse.
2: Well, Marilyn, what a tremendous testimony Jesse had.
1: That's right. You know, every one of these testimonies, this is real life. This is real people. And as they share their story, you know, it does help them as they share the story. But I also pray that there are listeners out there that are listening to these stories and they realize you know don't give up it might be for yourself it might be for someone else that you think oh my gosh have they become a lost cause no they have not become a lost cause as long as they're breathing as long as they're still alive there is hope and god still has a plan for them so continue to pray for them and uh just to ask god to reveal to them that they need help and they need to ask for that help
2: that's right and you know many people um just can't seem to deal with broken relationships because there seems to be no avenue to turn to. I mean, the, it's broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you feel the person's just giving up on themselves or giving up on you. And, and oftentimes that will draw us before the presence of the Lord. You know, we're a Christian organization. We don't shy from that. You don't have to be a Christian to come and get services. You don't have to be of any denomination, any spiritual background at all. But we do believe that God loves us, and he sent his son Jesus Christ, and through Jesus we have eternal salvation if we trust in him, Uh, and that's what we are all about. That's what I'm about, the mission's been like that uh, since 1922, Uh, but we also are very practical on how we share God's love. You know, love never demands a change, but love will always produce a change, and that's what we have believed. We also believe that hope often begins with a meal. And so I'm asking if you're just tuning into the program, uh, we have our three Thanksgiving celebration coming up, just about a month away. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was always great. We're going to serve thousands of people, and you can make a difference on Thanksgiving and beyond. It's two dollars and ten cents for a meal. Uh, and if you've ever struggled in life, if you've ever had problems, if you may be financially upside down, you know what it's like to have those stressors in life. Not just, uh, you don't have to be homeless. Many of the people that are going to come on Thanksgiving Day will be homeless. But many more will be coming from surrounding neighborhoods. And mm-hmm. it will be the people, the men, women, and children in our programs. So for $2.10, you know, for $10, it's five meals.
1: Yeah, for $21, you're going to serve 10 meals, 10, 10 people. people. So once again, go to caringplace org slash thanksgiving.
2: thanksgiving. And then while you're at the website, at the CaringPlace.org website, we have our Pack the Pantry where you can get involved in an old-fashioned food drive uh, like my grandmother used to do. She used to get ready for the winter. Well, we're doing the same thing. We're going to be serving 250,000 meals. Uh, In the fall, and then we turn around, we do another 250,000 meals in the winter. When January comes, uh, we serve close to a million meals all year round. So we need your participation. We need the people of our communities. That's how we've always survived. We do have some foundation gifts. We do have some contracts. But mainly, it's always been individual people that have have that love other people that have compassion they say you know i want to be of service how can i help the easiest way is to make a financial donation but we also need our food drive and then christmas is right around the corner uh it and us will be will blink and it'll be here we need to get uh, six thousand toys right marilyn
1: Yes, 6,000 toys, you know, that is a lot, but it will be blessing um, over five to 600 families uh, in our communities. And these are communities, like you said earlier, really do have to make those ch- tough choices, is do I pay uh, the rent or the electric bill? And, th- and there, there's nothing left, you know, for toys and things like that. But we see, and I have I have several stories of, of families that in the past received these blessings and have got back on their feet and now they're coming to participate and even donate toys.
2: Right, and we have, if, uh, for people of faith, we have a great faith partnership. Uh, we we're trying to build that so we have many more churches and places of worship that will come together and help with the food drives, help participate in spiritual development. You can find out more on the website. And then remember, we had Fred from GodBelongsInMyCity.com was, was on the program earlier, November 2nd. They're having a, a wonderful time of prayer to walk down the, the streets. We need some of that. Yes, we some do. Some people say it's old-fashioned, but we need it. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. Tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio City. 610-WIOD for more Mission Possible.
0: This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach
3: Centers, also known as the Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.